1: you know, di- divisive times with fans going at each other, people kicking off at the club. Weirdly, the club kicking off at people in the past. But it all seems so serene at the minute, site. It seems very nice. How are you feeling as the lads are back in the pre-season?
2: A little bit exhausted. Normally you get a nice break in June where there's just radio silence from the entire club and you know there's not going to be any transfer business that early. So you just used to switch off. I used to just switch off from Newcastle for a month or two and just wait till the scramble like a week before the season starts when we realize we've signed nobody the manager starts like you say kicking off with supporters who are asking him loads of difficult questions he can't answer um and then you knowing that we are not going to be prepared and watching this the, the shit unfold whereas it's there's been stuff to talk about each week the club are doing a lot of things there's been transfers have happened three times already and it's just got, it's it's so different that I'm a little bit exhausted but in a good way because it's just been non-stop and you want to be part of it, you want to um, embrace Newcastle United the way it is and the season ended almost too soon for us because of how well it was going so it's almost like a continuation. It's nice that we haven't had a kind of fallen off a cliff and it feels like we're starting from scratch, it feels like we really are as a club moving forward quite smoothly on from the last season.
1: Lovely to hear. Charlotte, how are you feeling? We're in July. Where's June gone? I don't know. (laughs) I wish I knew. It's in the past. How are you feeling kind of five weeks away from the... Well, in fact, it's less than five weeks. Yeah, wow. Kicking off soon. How are you feeling?
3: Well, our home friendlies are in like four weeks, (laughs) which is just ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like... um, uh I guess tired as well like there's just you know you you can't switch off you can't think nothing's gonna happen so I'll just be quiet like it's just I don't know it's good it's good I mean I'm frustrated as well because I wanted more information about the preseason, which which I'm sure we'll talk about and I wanted to go which I'm not going to probably now um unless something happens and um so there's like this kind of frustrate- sh- frustration because we're still in that weird space of like we've been taken over. Things are good. Things are positive. We're actually making signings. We're being tactful, blah, blah, blah. But then also the club's still like uh, not telling us some stuff. And, you know, it's kind of like we're st- it hasn't been a total change, total departure yet. <laughs> Eventually, I'm sure it will be. I'm totally positive about that. I don't want to slag them off. I'm just like maybe I maybe I'm wanting too much
1: and i think that there's something in that let's talk about pre-season a little bit first of all on today's podcast and you know i think the team play in 11 days in in austria and there's no ticket information whatsoever mm. that's a bit shit for people who want to go um you can't have it all you can either have your 35 million pound man or you can have your tickets on sale for Mainz. um one day we'll have it all, like you say. I think that's a bit of frustration. I think there's a bit, little, little bit of frustration out there about the ticket and policy full stop. Charlotte, you yeah. and Cy, one of 30,000 odd who were in the queue for tickets. Waste of time.
3: Oh, totally, yeah. I got really excited because I was like, there's only 12,000 in front of me and they're putting 10,000 on sale, so it's totally fine. And some of those won't be. And then I was like, oh, no, it's it's 1,000. <laughs> <laughs> it's not 10. Um, so, yeah, that was, I mean, you've got to try, don't you? But it was. it was a futile endeavour. Congrats to the people that
1: got them there.
2: <laughs> the lucky 1,000. <laughs> yeah, what a waste of a morning. And a weekend, because I didn't qualify, so I had to find someone who did qualify who wasn't going to take up the opportunity. And I did manage to find someone by the Tuesday, whatever it was. What's wrong with this person? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I didn't want to ask. <laughs> just just ride that way. I wasn't going to try and talk him into it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you mean you don't want to go? <laughs> it, yeah,
1: it was a strange one, and... Like we've said, we've done a lot of ticket stuff on our Patreon platform, which is £6.60 a month. We've been non-stop podcasting throughout the summer, so come and join us on that if you like what we do. If you don't, that's also absolutely fine. Keep listening to us in this, we still appreciate it. But yeah, there was some frustration that it, it took until like the end of June for that to be a thing. I, I don't really understand why. There was no way to keep everyone happy as Newcastle United. Whatever you decide, there was going to be someone who wasn't who, who didn't agree with it, who thought it was a bad policy? You know, it, it's so easy for me to say, as a season ticket holder who has the one seat in the ground that I would pick if I could in the corner at the back, able to stand. It's easy for me to say, oh, just let people in, don't sell season tickets. You know, but I understand that the club have gone for policy. If you sell individual tickets on a game by game basis, you let more people in, more people have access. That shit, though, if you want a season ticket, and you know, they've done what they've done. Like, you know memberships. There was a fucking crash on the website for memberships, which is hilarious. They seem to have sold out of membership packs. You can only buy a digital membership these days. I'm sure that's absolutely fine for most people. It's Ten or less, I think. Um, but yeah, t- ticketing like it. It is kind of that. It is. It is very much the conversation at the minute on social media, anyway, and amongst London Castle fans. It's how are we going to fit everyone into this ground? Assuming the team continues to improve in the manner it has, it's going to be so hard to stay at St James's Park. When you've got 70,000, 80,000 people trying to access a football team and only 52,000 can get in, yeah. um, it's definitely one for the future. Like like you said, Charlotte, it's been a bit frustrating. They've put ticket prices up for the two friendlies, which are...
3: Yeah, 20 quid now.
1: It's like p- a 100% increase as well. Yeah, it's not like not a, a small, right. yeah. you know, let's, let's squeeze an extra three quid out of them. It's like double it.
3: And like, you know, you and I and Simon were talking about this when we were walking up to the office. You can see why, like, the demand is there. People are desperate to go and watch Newcastle United. They want to see our new site. Like, Sven Botman might get run out. Like, how exciting is that to see before the season starts? But equally, these games don't actually mean anything. And if you're a family that isn't going to go to the games most weekends, this is quite a cool opportunity to take kids. And, like, a cup game, tenner a ticket, you know, kids full of... There's loads of children that goes to those, go to those. And I just... I'm a bit like, oh, that's a bit of a shame that that's so much more expensive. Yeah. Do they really need that?
1: Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, I can't sit there at three o'clock in the morning refreshing Twitter hoping they'll announce Sven Botman's second sign-in on a, the 1st of July and then expect them to keep ticket prices the same. Uh, maybe you can do that, but you like you say, it, it is just part of being a more successful, better football team and club it's going to cost more to watch them. 20 quid, like, I don't think there'll be too many clubs up and down the country charging more than that. I can't see anyone saying, come and watch us play, I don't know, some team from the continent <laughs> at home, and they're not going to say at oh, 35 quid, please. But 20 pounds does feel, particularly since it's two games in two days, it's like if you want to go to both, and I know they're doing this offer of 35 pounds for two, that's like, I'm going to go to both. I'm going to watch Newcastle United play twice inside 24 hours. What mad this is this what <laughs> you know ha- has eddie Howe had enough sleep in between games i don't know we'll find out he but sleep. i'm gonna have to pay 35 pounds to find out he doesn't sleep charlotte says he works too many hours in the day yeah yeah
3: um, he has like an efficient like he's still working but he's like like his body's in like a rest chamber <laughs> so jason tinder wakes him up <laughs> if he nods off
1: yeah. um out of fear eddie Howe has to stay awake watching videos of john joe shelby play um anyway, we've gone a bit off topic. Things Sorry. are changing it's That's fine. Things are changing at the football club. Uh, you know what? If Newcastle keep winning games and continue to invest heavily in their first team, I'm sure, you know, most people will accept it. And you've got to, I suppose. All you can do is not go. And most people not most people, but a lot of people can't go anyway, because you can't get a fucking ticket for the game. Unless you're a season ticket holder. Enough of the negatives. Um si, you want to talk about the transfer market, the transfer window. It's been very un-Newcastle United-like, I think, before today, where Man City confirmed Calvin Phillips. I think Newcastle probably added more genuine first team quality to their team uh, more quickly than any other side in the Premier League. How are you feeling about it at the moment, mate?
2: You can't say anything other than it's gone pretty well so far, can you? Now, um, Three permanent signings who walk straight into the team. There's questions around to Bravka, you know, there's competition there, but he may yet leave the club before the start of the season. So Pope would be number one um, target, guaranteed to be our, our prime left back. And Botman, whilst there's questions about how who you drop out of Sharon burn, Botman's going to be going to be a key player. He's not going to just sit around on the bench. Um, so yeah, three players immediately into the team. That's class. I don't think we've overspent. We've got Botman on a, a reasonable price. We've got Pope for a very good price. We've got Target for a very good price. So it's not like we've gone out and really blown the world away with some r- ridiculous record signings. These are shrewd, very good signings that have made us better. Like, this is going really well, as far as I'm concerned. Like you said, it's the start of July, and we've, we've, we're have we've we in a brilliant position. Now, the only thing that's rumbled on for quite a while that doesn't look brilliant is this Hugo Eketike situation and, you know, this... It's my view that if he doesn't want to come, just just pie him. Just let's get someone else because surely Eddie Howe doesn't want to play. Who doesn't want to be can, here? Can I just?
1: I, I agree with you. In in you know no dickheads policy. We only want nice lads. All that kind of stuff. Stuff which makes sense, but also who's ever intentionally signed a dickhead? But <laughs> I, I Manchester, also I,
3: Manchester United Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> ask me another.
1: Yeah. Um, I also think though. Imagine if he turns out to be, like, absolutely class. Like, if he turns (laughs) out in five years' time to be absolutely mint and we were all fanning about because he put a, like, ropey Instagram post out there. Like, people, (laughs) probably the next generation of fans, will look back and, like, heap scorn upon us.
2: Yeah, maybe, maybe. All right, I'm flipping on its head slightly. Seeing it from his perspective. Maybe he's seen the kind of clamour for Callum Wilson. And what we're talking about is... Is Eckerti coming in as like understudy to Callum Wilson? Yeah. Maybe he's looking at that thing and is that the best thing for me? What if the chances I get don't go well? And then that's my massive potential in, in a difficult spot. So maybe he's, maybe he's it's seen, not the right move for he's him.
1: He's seen the treatment of Dwight Gale and he's like, <laughs> yeah. do I want to be third choice yeah. behind Chris Wood uh, and get six minutes a season?
2: I don't think the club or Eddie Howard bullshit and to get him here and say, oh yeah, you're definitely going to start every game. They'd be telling him, look, you'd be part of a squad. We've got Callum Wilson. This is the crack. And maybe he's, he's thinking maybe it's better to wait for a better offer, which I can probably understand. But we also, we need to add some attacking threat to this team. We don't know about Wilson. We might get really lucky, you might play most of the games, but even then we've got Wilson, ASM and Miggy, basically. We don't really want to be seeing Murphy and, and others featuring much if we're trying to kick on at the top.
1: Harsh and
2: Ryan Fraser. <laughs> yeah, he's got a part to play, I suppose. But like, yeah, uh, th- this team is, is defensively sound. We've got some really good defensive players and some really good holding midfielders. We don't score enough goals and that's a, it's a problem we need to address it's not all going to come through wilson maximan and um miggy don't score enough either joe linton doesn't score enough bruno's not meant to be a goal scorer and he came in and was like our second highest scorer like that's probably not going to happen just like with joe Willick, he had a bit of a a burst but expectations of goals from bruno's isn't where we should be which we need our attacking players to contribute and i suppose improvements across the squad will We'll make that happen. You know, if we've got Target. We've already got Trippier, obviously. We've got Botman now. We've got Bruno. We've got players who are going to move the ball quicker and make a much quicker decision, and the correct pass will happen more frequently. And the ball's going to end up with Maximan or Miggy or Wilson three seconds earlier than it should have done before, and we get a better chance out of that. So ultimately, the squad is in a much better position, and that's promising, and we should get more goals from all the players who are there now. But I think just to take us that one step further, some something else, some competition for the players I've just mentioned is what we need. But I'm really positive about the improvement of the squad and the, the rate at which it's happening and the fact that we're gonna be ready for these imminent friendlies with some some fresh faces as well as players under their first preseason with Hauser. All in all, transfer business business excellent. State of the squad, looking excellent as far as I'm concerned.
3: Didn't hear much love for Chris Wood there. <laughs> Remember him? Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> I think if you Ugo and you know if that is your concern that you might not play enough behind like injury ravaged Callum Wilson (laughs) you probably you know just in terms of you know football intelligences it would be a bad call you know I'm not annoyed about it I feel like I, I do think it's really important Charlotte to bring it to you now I do think it's really important that we add quality in attacking areas where where are you at the minute in terms of what Newcastle squad look is looking like going into the new season?
3: Yeah, I think it's, you know, it, it you have to kind of remember where we were a year ago and thinking like, okay,
1: well... I'm trying to forget.
3: Hopefully we might sign Willock in August. Like, that was it. That was it. So I'm excited. I think we've got some really great... We've got this amazing positive momentum from the second half of the season, which includes, like... Kieran Trippier, who's was just a massive thing uh, signing for us. Um, Bruno can't wait to see him like continue to flourish. Um, you know, some really beautiful midfield partnerships and stuff starting to come out. So even if we hadn't made,
0: we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed.
3: Many or any signings at this stage, I'd still be like, well, a we're going to, so it's okay, and b I still have quite a lot of faith in this squad now with this management and who we've got in came in and who we got to come in in January. My brain's not working very well, um, but we have made some really positive signings, some really exciting signings, ones that I think will elevate us, like in the way that you know we probably needed you know, I thought we need a total midfield overhaul. And then Bruno comes in and like one person can elevate, like people come, I think you, do you remember you and I talked about it after January, about how our squad will probably bring down the quality (laughs) of the players that we're bringing in when actually they, I think they were like, come meet us up here. We, We can actually be great. I think a signing like Botman will do that for our defense. I'm very excited to see him play. I think he'll be really good. Um, we do need another option for attack we just do um but I feel pretty positive I feel pretty excited about our upcoming season given where, what we've what we've been doing with this summer nothing too flashy I quite like that
1: it's part two of this podcast uh had Sai and Charlotte's view they're both kind of really positive looking ahead to the new season I can't help but agree with what you're saying.
3: Oh my God, I really thought you were going to like, ma- like <laughs> mic drop some kind of like, I think we've made terrible signings or something like that, just to be contrary.
1: <laughs> not at all. Not okay, at all. Good. I think this is the thing, isn't it? It's how much surgery does the squad and the team need? And there is also the other side of it, and, and it's going to become a bigger thing, I think, as we go away on pre season. Uh, you know, we're headed to, to Austria, then to Portugal. And there are a lot of players that Newcastle United have got to get rid of, either in a loan capacity or permanent capacity. It's probably, probably ten players who Eddie Howe would move on if he could. Now he's already moved on Hayden, so that's a good start. Dan Ashworth comes in and Hayden's away straight away. That was a positive start for Ashworth. But we, but in terms of um, you know making space on the wage bill. That's obviously going to be... If you can get rid of 10 players on an average of 40 grand a week, there's £400,000 a week on the wage but Now, we're not going to be able to get rid of 10 players, and if we do get rid of a lot of them, we're probably going to have to subsidize some of those wages. But even then, an extra two hundred and fifty grand a week on the wage But there's two, like, you know, cast-iron first-team players signing for 20 to 30 million quid coming into Newcastle United with their current wage structure. So that's really, really important, and it's not sexy to say, and it's not as interesting to keep tabs of. But, like, as much as wanting to see Newcastle linked with very good footballers. I'm also really keen to start seeing some solid links rumours from the players who we don't want into the championship and beyond. Because mm. realistically, that's where a lot of them are going to go. If anywhere you're talking about Dwight Gale, Carl Darlow, Jeff Hendrick, Kieran Clark, Jamal sells possibly now Bowman's mm. got here. um There are a lot of them. You know, a, a player like Jamal. I watched the little YouTube. Um, clip the couple of put out loving that content from the cast 20 United. minutes little youtube yeah clip. yeah that that was an evening well spent just watching <laughs> watching the banter and in, in, in you know in the lads um playing off each other it was nice but also you see Jamal Lewis then you're like oh yeah <laughs> what the hell what happens with Jamal Lewis next season is he in the 25 is he going on loan to a premier league club a championship club is he any good these are all the kind of things which Eddie Howe, I'm sure, will be looking at over the next few weeks. Like how well has he come back from injury? How motivated is he? Is he better than Paul Dummer at left-back? I'd say probably at the minute, but he might take a different view. So that stuff is really, really important in the next month because I don't feel... I'm sure we will sign more players regardless, but we can definitely, in terms of wages, afford to do more if we get rid of like six to eight of those players, Sign.
2: Yeah, I agree entirely about this, and there's, there's, I hate to use the word deadwood, but there is quite a bit of what will become very quickly deadwood if it's not already. What I would say is that I'm a little bit less um, worried about this because we're just not used to being the club that's trying to get its business done early. It's normally us that are waiting until the end of August to, to get a loan deal in, and I'd imagine most of the other clubs in the league who are financially stricter or in a, in a, in a less <laughs> fruitful position Um will be, and, and that's when loan deals do happen, especially in the championship, they'll be seeing what deals they can get done on their budgets, and then they'll get to, towards the end of the transfer window and see what, what what players they might be able to nick on loan and what deals they can do, and I think that's that's when those kind of moves for Dwight Gale and, and Lewis happen, and, and maybe these players want to stick around for pre-season, see if they can prove themselves, try and, try and be part of the squad, so I'd imagine a lot more of those moves will happen towards the end of the window, maybe not even in the next three four weeks it might be late august by the time we see some of these players shifted on um hopefully but i'm I'm thinking that the logic behind that is is that other clubs don't behave like we do now but in the absolute opposite way to last summer when other clubs weren't behaving like us because we were so batshit
3: no clubs ever just we're just not we're on either end of the spectrum like the of the spectrum we can't be in the middle it's (laughs) either we're signing loads of new mint players or we are not signing anyone ever you just kind of i had like i had forgotten about that with all the sort of transfer activity coming in and the talks of people were being linked with and all of that stuff i had you know it's in my head but i had kind of not thought about the fact that we really really need to offload players soon and uh that is a bit of a worry isn't it because we're not hearing a lot about that
1: yeah you're right i forgot about um freddie woodman Mm. so they've actually got two out the door uh Hayden's on a loan which could be a permanent deal and, and Woodman has gone on a permanent deal. Yeah, we need we need a lot more of that. Something to bear in mind though about our transfer activity and I forgot about this. You know, last season was such a whirlwind, particularly after October 7th, that we did Burn, Bruno, and Target in the last two days yeah. of the January transfer mm, window. Yeah. So it's not I kind of think we've shown our hand there a little bit in terms not shown our hand but we we as fans have seen a little bit about how the the, the club are willing to wait wait clubs out wait players out so this TK one you know who knows if he's going to sign but Newcastle mm-hmm. in January showed if, we, if we've got to do business late because that's the best time to do business or so that's the that's the only time you can get certain players mm-hmm. then we're willing to do it I think the fact that Howell's got three in for pre-season now is massive I think playing with those players training and watching them play integrating them into his very specific very aggressive style of play and his formation is is really important um but yeah, let's see. It, 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 it is exciting. You know, we do the transfer show every week, Emil and Adam uh, and others do the transfer show on TF, uh, on the Patreon, and also on our YouTube channel. So we're trying to keep abreast of it on True Faith. But I quite like the fact that stuff comes from nowhere. Like Nick Pope kind of signed, and he, you know, even though there'd been a couple of links, particularly before the season finished, it was quite nice that he, he kind of signed in, within the 24 hours beforehand, no one really knew what was happening. I quite like the fact that Newcastle were able to do their business like that. You know, it's the total opposite of how it was done previously where it was the worst kept secret in the world that a player was signing and fans became more and more frustrated with the lack of announcement type thing. I know people are a bit funny about Botman but that seemed to be down to Lille more than anything. I suppose we should move on now from transfers since everyone's happy and everyone's happy with the state of the squad. I suppose just talk a little bit about where we think we are ahead of next season. Um, this is going to be a big talking point for fans as it should be, you know, this is the weird thing for us. We should be talking about how high can this team go next season, not will we get relegated, not will we be able to afford to have a cup run because we're not fucking 18th in the league or some shit. Um, I really, really like the fact that it's a conversation, but sorry to kick off with you. As the squad stands right now and then bring into it what you think we will do, Where, where, like Eddie Howe's got the lads in, I'll put it to you this way, he's got the lads in on Friday... And he's like, right lads, first big chat of the new season. He's making a couple of jokes. He's like, John Joe, well done for not putting on weight, all that kind of stuff you <laughs> usually expect. What, where, what do you think he's saying to the lads? He's like, right lads, we need to be in the conversation for top six next season. Is he saying we're not going to put any, we're not going to label ourselves with what success and failure is? Where do you think the the squad are right now and the manager in terms of what they expect to be able to achieve next season?
2: I think that the former i don't think he'll have a very vague target i think he'll have some proper targets that that we want to meet i think that whole i oh, will take each game as it comes is kind of it's just naff i think it's something that the previous manager might have said without committing to any kind of target or then changing his target as the season goes on regularly um yeah i th- i think he'll be talking about conversations for getting into europe and it's it'll be the kind of words that sven botman and bruno Gamaris want to hear um maybe maybe others in the squad it's kind of Shelby's last chance to make to make a big name and um, as you mentioned him Wilson coming to the twilight of his career these players wanted to make a a mark on the on the history books so I think he'll be talking up this is their chance this is their time and we're adding quality we're adding players that can do that and we we now need to take the form of the end of last season and all the um, goodwill that's come from it and And carry that on, and and get fit, and really push on. I think, I don't think it should be too difficult to motivate the players to 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 um, strive for that and to aim for that. Um, It's 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 a very exciting time, and I think all the players will be buzzing for this after so many miserable years. Not just under Bruce, but like you know, the whole Ashley period for any of the players that have been there long enough. You know, your Shelbys and um, Dummets who've been there longer than most, but they have probably not had a preseason quite like this, where it's all positivity and it's all like how high can we finish, um, and I think there'll be there'll be standards set and that there'll be some serious. If you if you don't maintain the standard, your places up for up for grabs and that there'll be competition and there'll be individual targets for these players. That if they're not meeting them, maybe it is things like fitness. Maybe it is like right. I want you to be able to run this this distance in x, x number of seconds you know there'll be there'll be some serious stuff for the if the players aren't meeting those standards i think um how will we'll let them know
3: bleep tests bleep tests for everyone i love it they did start doing that when it came yeah. in um yeah i totally agree with simon in that eddie hat like we didn't get bruno botman maybe even Trippier through the door without saying this isn't a like in two seasons we're hoping to be in Europe. We're talking about next season. We're talking about finishing top eight, top six next season. And I, you know, with the caliber of players that we've brought in, with the momentum, as I said, that we've finished the season with everybody's gone and had really really lovely looking holidays they've all got instagram and it looks like they've all had a really lovely time a couple of them, i think bruno and joe linton got engaged so congrats to them i'm sure they're listening but um i just think like this like i don't know there's something even about like engagements and like positive taking positive action like that that just feels like this is a club on an, a massively upward trajectory like a very steeply upward trajectory and that is what Eddie Howe wants he wants to prove himself as one of the greatest English managers I'm I'm sure of it you don't spend 15 months in Europe learning off some of the best managers in the world if you are not an incredibly aspirational person and an ambitious person and so I agree I think I think we should be looking at that sort of comfortable top half of the table you know I'm so excited.
1: <laughs> Excitement is the key word, and what, what I really like about Newcastle is at, the, at the minute is, although I haven't seen or heard anything official, you can you, you see from social media and some kind of not very clear photos that the whole of the inside of the ground or, or large parts of it seem to have been completely gutted. That, like, quietly doing things in the background, like quiet improvements, not just across the first team, but across the whole football club. The training ground's getting a massive upgrade. It's already had a lot of work done in it in terms of improving what's already there. Now they're building new stuff. All of this suggests a football club moving in the right direction. And as you correctly say, Charlotte, you can't get players to sign for you by saying one thing and doing another. So if you tell Bruno Gomares, come here and we'll win the Champions League within your five-year contract, you have to move pretty quick and that doesn't necessarily mean like you have to finish fourth next season but you want to be in the conversation yeah. you want to get to february march a bit like west ham have done over the past few seasons and be in a serious conversation to finish in the top four or at least the top six you might not do it but as long as you're in the conversation you give yourself a chance i think the players would accept that and then it's a little bit like the the owners of the club could say to gumarish and um to Botman, who have just signed and Trippier and even Nick Pope throw, throw him into that conversation. You know, we, we, we are providing the club with the assets. We're signing players. We're spending big money. We're bringing in new sponsorships. We're improving the training ground, improving the facilities within the stadium. Kind of over to you guys now when the season starts, when the whistle goes against Nottingham Forest. And the same thing for the fans. I promise you when Forest tickets go on sale, I mean, what are we like, a month and two days from that game? So that I'd imagine tickets would go on sale. You know, I'd, I'd hope they have gone until maybe next Monday, um, 10 a.m. That website's going to crash. Yeah. like It, it <laughs> no, is absolutely going to crash. And and your members and your season ticket holders wouldn't surprise me again to see a queue of twenty, twenty five thousand 25,000 just trying to get additional tickets for that one fixture. I've been contacted from people around the world looking to go to that game and wondering how to get tickets, and the answer is membership. Um, and everyone then has a fair crack at being in that queue trying to get a ticket. Again, the club have to match that. That excitement factor from the supporters and the supporters have to match that themselves when they're in the ground by supporting the team making a noise doing the displays that war flags do so everyone in the whole club it is my sincere belief if we all continue players owners um fans if we continue in this vein like just try and stop us next season that's my view like that's how excited i'm just trying to stop us i'm not saying we're going to win the league but we we won't win the league. Unfortunately. But we could have a go. You know, the, the first yeah. game in the season, like if we beat Forest, then we'll go to Brighton. Why can't we turn over Brighton? Then you got Man City at home. Fucking hell, we'll beat them. <laughs>
2: if that happens, we are talking about winning the league after that. The podcast after we beat Man City, third game of the season, will be about when we win, when we win the league. or winning it in April or May. It's, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Stupid Newcastle we
3: fans. After like three or four games last season, like this that nailed on relegation. <laughs> yeah. There's no hope.
2: There yeah. is zero hope.
1: Getting ahead of ourselves, but I'm excited for next season. I really do believe that this football club is going to do something. Um, and the, whilst there are fans who say a bit like George Culkin that our live talking, um, he was like, you know, uh constant improvement is still good, not being in a relegation battle, aiming for tenth place or higher. And that that's a valid view for a lot of fans. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But uh, you know, I know we've only signed a left back, a goalkeeper and a centre back, but I'm really excited to see who we bring in. I think I think we bring in one forward player of tremendous quality, not an Ekiti who's one for the future, who would cost like 15 million euros or something. I'm, I'm talking big money Not You need big money in the Premier League to genuinely improve your front three or your forward line these days. you need you, needing 30 million plus. I mean, mm. Chris Wood was 25 million for God's sake. Like <laughs> that's what 25 million <laughs> no, gets you. Premium these days. on him. <laughs> Callum Wilson was only 20, 20, but you know it was. Callum Wilson kind of you know you're gonna get if you're lucky 15-20 games okay. out of him mm-hmm. I think everyone kind of has had to make peace with that as much as I'd love to be wrong for this second half of the season um so that's where we are looking into preseason. season I don't think there's too much else to cover we'll have a new sleeve sponsor that's nice it seems to be some sort of who knows Saudi Arabian eBay or Amazon
3: yeah Amazon I think somebody said didn't they somebody on our Patreon Facebook group, I was like, what is Noom? Yeah. Noon? Noon. It's Noom. noon, isn't it? Yeah, like the time of day. Noon. No, noon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Noom is something else. Okay. Noom is something else. But yeah, it's 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 not that nice aesthetically, because it's the rank yellow patch on the <laughs> sleeve, isn't it? But never mind. Fine. Pay us the money, I don't care.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say before um the the Instagram stuff, because uh seeing Callum Wilson do some this is before preseason started doing his uh, little drills with with Leon Best of all people. Was he? Yeah, yeah. So, um, he was on Leon Best's Instagram doing like getting fit before pre season. You need to get yourself on Instagram. Yeah, it's class. <laughs> and then obviously you've got Max Mann running up and down the Greek the Greek hills in whichever island he was on. Like the, the players are obviously taking it us as well, making sure that they're fit. I'd imagine last summer they were just all out and the, all the all the stuff on Instagram was just pints at the beach with yeah, Bruce. Well, but
1: <laughs> even the year before that it will have been like, Can you imagine John Joe Shelby? He's like, right, I'm gonna get fit. We're probably gonna sign players, We're gonna have to Play for my place this yeah. season. Who who was signed? Jeff Hendrick, another pint. <laughs> 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 to,
3: to be fair, I haven't seen much, uh, m- much of John Joe Shelby doing season, pre
1: season athleticism. But he doesn't. This is the thing. He does not have social media, so you can't. He's busy. This is the thing about these players. It's great that you keep fit, lads. It's very much a modern thing. You have to film yourself keeping fit, or you mm-hmm. get people on the True Faith yeah. podcast questioning if you even <laughs> do it. Yeah, sorry, John Joe.
3: I'm sure you. I'm sure you. He's doing, he's doing
2: a-, a fitness video at home.
1: He's, he's
3: just playing golf. In his house. He's playing golf. <laughs>
1: Think we'll leave it there. Thanks to you both for that. It's been nice to be back in the True Faith studio, hasn't it? Um, even though we're a month out from season starting. Yeah, I just we'll tweeted a couple in. of pictures of you too. You? Yeah. Sneaky.
3: Mid mid-conversation, caption competition for anybody <laughs> listening.
1: Um yeah, so as as most of you will have heard, we're releasing True Faith podcasts for free every single week of free season. We'll have Norman heading to Benfica. That'll be fun. We'll put some content out around that. And uh, join us on Patreon, like I said, as we build up to the most exciting season ever. Uh, And failing that, we'll speak to you all on next week's show, whatever it'll be about, very soon. Cheers.